Hi, and welcome back to Transvox. And hi, Jenny, how are you? Hi, Jill. Hi, everyone. I'm great, thank you. Good to hear it. And, um, well, we were talking all things healthcare last time, and this time we said we were going to talk all about mental health, but we've decided to have a bit of a change, haven't we? Yes, indeed. We've decided to talk about relationships and Mm, sexuality uh... and all those nitty-gritty things that people find very interesting and such like and it, it's a it's a, it's an interesting episode um i suppose some of you um might find it a bit challenging at times because we're going to talk about some sort of is- interesting issues those of you who are easily triggered about these sorts of subjects might want to um just listen um and be be prepared because we're going to talk about the the upsides and the downsides of trans you know the way that relationships work Okay, um, I, I guess yeah. So that makes it sound more dangerous than it got in my head. But yes, I'm happy I to. Know. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, everything um, now. Uh, no, no. It's, uh, interesting subject because because the way I was thinking about it when I thought about should we talk about this is, I mean, I've done lots of speaking about being trans at, at events and things like that, but I've never spoken about those two aspects of life. I guess sexuality and indeed relationships and how that's been. I've never really spoken about that, um, and it is part of any lived experience and then parts of um you know being trans so it is it is something i felt we i ought to talk we ought to talk about you know yeah. um but yeah but anyway let's do it yes then. so when we talk about sexual sexuality we're sort of talking about sexual orientation the sort of uh, yes yeah i think it's a lesbian um, straight type thing aren't we yeah i think it's really interesting because because first of all um no no for me that gender identity and there's and then sexuality, sexual orientation is not is not connected. I mean, that's who you love and who you are are two different things, aren't they? Yeah. Aren't they? Or they certainly are from where I sit. Yeah, definitely. But um, I could fairly say that I saw a change in my sexuality when I transitioned right. that I wasn't expecting. And I think so it's what interesting happened? to understand. Well, I, it's difficult. It's interesting. I, I growing up, I certainly can never remember any when I would fancy boys or thought myself as any way gay. And there wasn't, I was in denial. In my head, I knew her as a girl, um, you know, and I fancied girls, right? Um, in a sense, growing up, I th- you know, and indeed had relationships and got married. So, and I don't think that was in any way a denial about my sexuality, but it's really interesting that, uh, that post-transition, I never actually felt very much of a sexual person in many ways, maybe because um uncomfortable with your body i was uncomfortable with who i was so mm. you know that you can imagine that that that, that doesn't uh, that doesn't bode for uh, you know a, any sort of great sex life i guess in that respect when you you, you don't you know value who you are you don't like who you are in, in, in terms of yourself so very interesting that but you know I, as i say I, I i had relationships and i was married but um after transition I felt so much more as a sexual being, really interestingly, um, that I didn't think I would. I felt, you know, maybe because I was feeling more connected with myself and my body, you know. Um, and I found that very interesting because I didn't, I didn't expect that. You know, I, you know, in many ways I was still, there was still bits of me that hated being too fat and too tall and all those sort of, and all the insecurities. But I did feel more of a sexual being, although never really got the chance to explore that. But also, you know, was more than not in denial of thinking, actually, you know, I was fancying boys as well, you know, I was fancying men as well. And, um, you know, if I thought about a relationship in the future, you know, it would just 
just as likely be with a man as a woman, in, in fact, more so. But that was certainly not the case pre-transition, which I think is really interesting because yeah. I, I, I don't think it was in denial. But I'd, So I'd, maybe it's about the self. I don't know. I don't know. It is interesting, isn't it? The 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 um, the idea that if you are into women and you're a trans man, you're you're straight. Yeah, I mean, I, I absolutely would regard that in terms of sexuality. If I yeah. if I just fancied men, then I would regard myself as straight. Yeah, um, I, I suppose I, I would more. Uh, regard myself as probably in in some respects the whole thing as pansexual in terms of yeah. you know that that actually gender itself isn't um isn't a big the biggest factor in who i'm attracted to it's more yeah. about people's personality um as well as you know and everything that goes with with gender so i think it's more fluid that i just, I just thought it was really interesting that that mm. was a part of transition that i never expected to be the case um never did you did you did you see that as a sort of a um, an, an upside to transition, or was it more of a concern? yeah? I mean, I, I definitely the feeling that yeah, definitely the feelings that I felt more of a as I say, if you use the term sexual being after um, you know, I felt more like um, in that respect, and, and the sex drive initially with with hormones, it, it's it's very interesting with estrogen, it it suppresses a libido. Yeah. Uh, of the of 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 your previous libido, so that definitely, in that respect, got gets suppressed um, initially starting on that. But certainly after transition, just felt more. Um, you know, I, I I don't know. That started to come back in in a sort of different way. I guess my sexuality feels different. You know. Yeah. Well, it's, uh, it's an interesting just... thing when you look at uh, heteronormative couples. I mean, what they'll yeah. say is that the heter the sex life is not as fulfilling or useful as useful. Useful is the wrong word, but you know, as fulfilling is is an is be. You have to look at yourself first because actually, things like orgasm and pleasure come from yourself, don't they? It's not about the other person. If if you accept yourself. And so if you find yourself expressing your gender in a particular way that suits who you think you are, yeah, there must be an, there must be, it stands to reason that there must be a sort of, you know, um, a linking together of your sexual being as well as your gender. I, you, I actually, guess, it's about accepting yourself, isn't it? It's finding yeah. yourself, being able to accept yourself because you're now who you should be and you're operating in the real world as you want to be. It, you know, the logic is that, if you can build your self-esteem and you can build, you know, that all that sort of stuff that goes with that, then that sexuality side can actually express itself more. I, I think you I think you're right in that. I mean, the, the, the irony is I never have actually expressed myself sexually since I've never I've not really had a I haven't had a relationship since I transitioned. And there could be some reasons for that. But within myself, and certainly in terms of how I felt about myself in terms of my sexuality and my sexual being, that that did change, and, I, and that can only be be more connected with my body. You know, maybe yeah. HRT is more connected, but it's, I mean, it's it, it's it's really interesting. I mean, I'm it is funny. I did I did have I have had one date with a man um, that was not long really after transition, and uh, <laughs> I remember this. I remember somebody I think I met through um, that, that had been on um, our chat rooms and. Uh, uh nearly nice guy he was online dj i think he did or whatever and he was chatting away and he said did you want to do you want to meet up or something and oh 
yeah, this is way before Tinder and all that sort of stuff. So we're talking about 2005, I think. And I um, I remember I, I, I drove all the way over to Lincoln, which is miles away in a flipping yeah. long drive. And, ever, and I got there in the afternoon and think, I don't know what we're going to do. Um, I thought it was so exciting. Um, but he said, he, he said, well, before we go out, we'll go back to mine first. And uh, so went back to his and, you know, it's got a nice enough flat. And I'm sat there and it's Saturday afternoon, this is. And he says, there is one thing I just wanted to do, to do before we go out or anything is, is um, can I put and listen to the football? <laughs> so, and so I'm sat there and I like my sport, don't get me wrong, but not on a date. And he sat and put the, the commentary to, to Lincoln City football on wow. and was listening to that intently. Well, I was sat there for like an, the first half for 90 yeah. minutes, you know, for my game. This is just a bit weird. And then as it went on, this felt, this is just not what, <laughs> this is sort of not what I read in the books. So I did the, <laughs> I did a terrible thing and then suddenly made an excuse and pretended I got a phone call and did a, and got out of there. I thought this is going to be a very long day. Bless him. I'm sure he's a very nice person, but um, it just didn't, it didn't seem the first thing you'd want to do. Instead, I would at least want to have a chat but instead of sitting listening to the football commentary. So I uh, hightailed it away from uh, from Lincoln, and that's that's the only. Oh, makes me laugh thinking about it. But um, that's that's my own foray into online dating post transition. So, so that's uh, yeah. I think, and I think the um, the online dating thing is, and I think it's changed for everybody, isn't mm. it? I mean, it's um, mm. it's it's made it's made the the whole process, I think, much more geared around sex you know about sex rather than about relationships you know because yeah uh, it's 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 um it's commoditized the relationship side of it because everything's so easy now and and the thing i find with the trans world is that there are there are there are guys who are attracted to trans women and yeah and, the, and, and it's interesting isn't it because you you've got to ask yourself why um being naturally suspicious of everybody in the galaxy especially if they want to do anything with me i'll think well you know what's going on what's your what's what's your shtick what are you about you know and um and i think you and i think it's actually it's actually quite interesting having transitioned from one's you know from one gen to another your, your radar has to be different i think because I think you're you're dealing in a different way with different people and different agendas I mean, you are more vulnerable for a start and the trans femme world when you're out dating than you were when you were previously just as a guy it, it is you know and you sort of suddenly begin to understand things that cis women have said to you about vulnerability and being out and the way you dress and how you present yourself externally and all that sort of stuff you know in a dating scene because you you have to be very careful you know you have to do that thing where you have to let people know where you're going I ne never never needed to do that as a guy you know I just used to go yeah, places I mean you know, we never thought about it, did you? Now suddenly, you know, your, your muscle tone's different. You're less able to deal with yourself. You know, you, it's re you suddenly discover it's actually quite hard to run in heels, and that's why people carry slats around. You know, absolutely. Um, <laughs> no, no, so, no, you're absolutely right. It, it is an interesting feeling more vulnerable. Yeah, I mean, walking um, through the you know supermarket, you know. walking through the malls. You know, that's I remember someone texted you to me. You know, look in the mirrors as you go past, so you can see who's following you. And I never had to think about those things. Yeah. You know, as a guy, you just never thought about this. And part of that's personal safety, but part of that is if you if you want to go out and, and look nice and you know dress differently, then you have to you have to be slightly more aware. Aren't you, it's you know it's it's one of the simplest things. I think being trans mask is quite interesting. I don't. I've not talked to a trans mask person about this, but one assumes they would find it easier. 
I don't, yeah, I, maybe. I, I, it's, it's difficult because, as I say, I don't have that experience and uh, I don't really have any great experience in sort of dating going out anyway. So it's very, it's, it's very, it's, uh, it's very, it's very difficult. I, I think it's easy to make assumptions. I think, I think, um, I think the difficulties of uh, of relationship and dating uh, post transition are 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 big for everybody, right? You know the um, you know whether you whether you pass, whether you, e you easily pass, and then have to explain to people you're trans or you don't pass, and then you know um, people making making assumptions and uh, yeah, I I think this whole thing is complicated. I have to say, and um, in my head, I I. I accepted the fact in my brain that once I transitioned, I wasn't going to have a, was unlikely to have a relationship because I hadn't had many relationships before transitioned. Mm. I hadn't been sort of confident in that fear and, uh, you know, sort of all those. So I, I, I pretty much, probably a self-fulfilling prophecy mm. in my brain decided, well, I'm not, I'm probably not going to be able to have a relationship and, and, and sort of, which is, I'm, I'm sad about, but, um, you know, I, I'd sort of come to that conclusion. I want to, yeah. I needed to reconcile that with myself rather than be constantly sort of yes. disappointed, if you see what I mean. And, it, and it's often the thing that when people go through transition, they announce to their family and partners, it's often the spouse or the significant other who gets that sexuality problem, don't they? So I remember the conversation I had when, you know, my spouse said, I don't want to be a lesbian. Yeah. I don't see myself as a lesbian. I am not a lesbian. I cannot be with a trans woman. And, and you know, in the same way that our gender matters so much to us. So that's part of their identity. So actually, you've got to respect that. And so one of the challenges in transition is what, you know, relationships often want to, and so, sometimes relationships have made us who we are. And they're one of the best things for our mental health and all that sort of stuff. And suddenly we can find ourselves having to recraft the relationships around us. And based on the fact that we're, often lacking confidence where in the first flushes of hormonal transformation and such like going either way. And, and it's one of the biggest challenges is that you lose, you lose the people who made you the strongest. And I think sometimes people, when they're coming through the process, don't get themselves enough buddies in place or friends or a little posse of people that can help, you know, on that social side of things, because you often, and I don't know what the stats are, but my understanding is, is, you know, it's a high proportion of, Marriages and relationships do break down when one partner transitions. Oh no, I, I, I absolutely, absolutely do, and, and that isn't, I guess, a, a surprise. I mean, um, I was married. Um, our, our marriage had broken down um, before um, she realised I was trans, and and something came out. I mean, whether underlying um, my unhappiness with my gender identity at the time. Um, inform the marriage breakdown. I, I'm fair to say that was possibly the case, but to break down for other reasons. I, um, but that's not to say I didn't love being married and having a companion and the companionship. And you know, there there is you know there is part of me that thinks, yeah, um, I love being a woman, but you know, I'm lonely as a woman. Would it have been greater to be better to have a family and had that companionship? Okay, and not being happy with myself. That's a that's a difficult uh, decision. I, I took the right decision. I, ha I, ha I had to transition in the end. It was yeah. right for me. But, um, you know, if you ask me which is the better and more fulfilled life, it is a difficult decision. We risk, you know, this is what gets me so angry when we hear all the stuff about the anti-trans stuff, about somehow people transition on some sort of a whim 
or something. You know, we risk so much when we transition. Yeah. That in itself just must show how how absolutely this is fundamental to our beings, you know? Yes. Um I do I do think I do genuinely think that. And I've known people who've uh, uh, a real friend I met on, on, online, Joanne, who was married, I think I probably mentioned her before, and, and was, you know, in pieces about whether needing to transition, but worried about losing a family, yeah. you know? Yeah, and um, she hasn't lost a family. Her family stayed and they've stayed yes. a, as a unit and having a brilliant life by all accounts. But that was a risk, you know, the, the thought of having to lose your children, you know, through yeah. it or lose... Happens. Terrible. So, you know, um, don't anybody say these things on a whim because because mm. they're not. And I think and I think some of the challenges are, you know, there are there are cis females who are out there who haven't got children and are on their own, and they face precisely these things. They face social loneliness. They uh, yeah. they face those things like, uh, you know, what happens to me if I'm in my seventies, for example, and I've got no kids and you know I've got no partner. What happens if I fall down the stairs? You know, and I think it's. These are natural things which we face because we go into them. And, and I often find that cis guys often have women around who sort of care for them and look after them. And, and, and we go on to the opposite side of it, don't we? So, so sometimes sometimes it's, it's twice as hard because you'd be... I mean, a lot of people have been spoiled rotten, you know, with their early parental relationships. Not all. I mean, I certainly wasn't. But, you know, a lot of people have been. And, um, and it is quite hard for some trans women to cope you know to learn those sorts of life skills and learn that that ability to be on your own but also learn that ability to network and to build more you know to build more superficial relationships and 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 social media is your friend in this isn't it i mean there are you were telling me off air last time that you belong to one of the big social media platforms and you you know you have a, a group of people you follow and you chat with and such like and you know those sorts of social media things are really useful for getting a a tribe, not necessarily even in this well, country. The, the, it's a way of finding. It was a way of finding. There's a community, so you yeah. know, on, on Twitter there is a trans community because there are lots of lots of people on that. Uh, so yeah, because we're we're a disparate group. As I say, you know, we're, we're you know finding that I I first found a community online, and I, I still have that community online. I've got friends and, and and people who are are really kind to me at work, and and friends and colleagues and things, and yeah. But the, the, there's an element of, you know, trans, you know, trans people are more likely to be lonely and isolated. That's an yeah. absolute fact. You know, it may be that families don't stay with them, or or getting relationship is hard. Um, and it's interesting that there's been people talk more and more about loneliness now in terms of, yeah. um, in the public discourse that they didn't. And you know, you know, um, it is something that, uh, you know. Um, that, that I think it, is is a risk, you know. But it is a societal thing as well, and you know, instance instance of loneliness is is rife through yeah, yeah, but all genders and all sexualities. So it's it it is actually quite fascinating, and, and we are as human beings often wired to nurture together and to collect together, and and the way that the families are broken down across the UK has actually created all sorts of loneliness, and this is why. People in the blue zone, which is the famous area in the Mediterranean where everyone's fit and well and active and lives to 173. Right. And it's because actually the community is very tight knit. And it's, you know, that's, that's the thing where generations of people live together in a small space. And it's less about the diet and it's more, it's much more about the the relationships and that that sense of community and strong community and camaraderie. And, you know, people, people knowing 
you know, it's quite interesting coming to the to, away from the north. Sorry, away from the north, living in the south and coming back to the north. You've very much noticed the difference up here. So I lived in on the south coast in, in London. And if you fell over in the street, I mean, people would roll you into the gutter <laughs> in the south. I mean, and if you fall over in the street up here, people will sit down, have a cup of coffee with you and chat with you for half an hour. And there is that sense, not everywhere. And I know it's a sort of bit of a, um, what's the word? Um, a bit of a cliche. Yes. But up here it is, it is. There is more social activity. There is more people are pre prepared to invest the time and just say hello. And when you go on a bus, people will talk to you. When you sit on the metro, people will talk to you. You might not want them to, but they're going to. You yeah, yeah, the no, I, London, it's, it's and if anyone says anything, my God. <laughs> it's definitely the same in the city that I love, that I live in yeah. Stoke-on-Trent, a much maligned city in many ways. But communities, I think there was a survey about how you know, friendly people are, are in Stoke's Trent, despite all the deprivations, about all the problems. Yeah, I mean, because where of I live, everybody. Yeah, I mean, I never, I never cease to amaze me that, you know, when, you know, when I transitioned, I thought, oh, you know, and, you know, I'd, I'd go out my front door and live in, in Terrace Street in Stoke and thinking that, you know, people would be laughing at me and things like that. And they weren't. And they're just the loveliest bunch. And every time I went out front door, they're, hiya, Jen, how are you? Right. I don't, you know. And uh, there is a little community on. So I've often thought about moving house and I love the little street I'm in, you know, it's not, it's not. So there is, there is a, there is a, an accepting community out there. As I, say, I yeah. feel completely accepted walking around my part of Stoke-on-Trent as a trans woman, even though I don't pass, even though everybody knows I'm trans, everybody knows I'm different, you know, and I'm, you know, the, you know, the strange person from the street, but they're all very accepting and lovely, yeah. um, which, you know, does make me does make you feel less lonely because of just that hello, even though I don't even know all the names of the people in our street. Yeah. And if you, well, and the, if you think the about lack it, of a, go on, sorry. I was going to say, sorry, to cut across. To get, we've got a bit of a lag going on today. But you think about the, the classic place that you find relationships. They're usually at work or through a hobby. Yeah. And in and, and the very old days, people used to go to dances, didn't they? Because they actually used to, used yeah. to go to dances to, to do that thing. <laughs> and now we've got all the social media stuff, but which makes it faster. But actually, there's no substitute for finding people, unless you're Phil Schofield, which is very topical at the moment, isn't it? You know, yeah. people find <laughs> relationships at work. And, you know, because you're thrown together, you've got a mutual interest and all that sort of stuff. And I think what's interesting about homeworking is that a lot of people are missing that opportunity now to to have that social fabric, have that normal chit chat by the coffee machine. And so there is this possibility for people who are on their own. It's one of the biggest risks of hybrid working is that people just don't see another a human being. I mean, they talk to them on screens, but they don't do that thing of actually, you know, experiencing another person's energy standing next to them. It might mean some management. It might be more marriages stay together. Who knows? It's a, yeah. really interesting, actually, whether that has had. I mean, it's difficult because I'm working from home. I, I work from home every day, and there are all the people I see are working from home. So that'd be um, that'd be really interesting to see if it affects uh, those. Um, you know where you meet people because yeah, it's much more difficult to do that through a screen, I guess. Um, but yeah, yeah, and it's just an interesting subject. It's very. I mean, I can only talk about my own personal experience, and it's definitely. I think there's always a danger when you listen to to people's experience to think that I speak for every. I certainly don't. You know, yeah. it's just I speak as a 53 year old, you know, um, overweight, 
constantly tired trans woman you know that's sort of how i define myself these days and um and and, and to be fair as low as i am I'm not really looking for a relationship because i would sort of don't yeah. really know how i would do that so yeah. you know happy to to sort of you know plod along and intersperse it with um interesting things like doing this podcast joe which yeah. is something i really treasure and, but there's, and there's lots of people out there who are leading the way and i i've got some friends who um it's remarkable, out socialising, partying all the time, you know, meeting people, doing all sorts of things. I mean, I don't know where she gets the energy from, personally, because yes. she had a full time job and all that sort of stuff. And um, and 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 I think it's it's down to personality and interests and such like, and what why is people. There are some people I think who are driven to need relationships, and um, you know, it's it's often the case. I've often thought this myself that you talk to people, and there are people who would like a relationship and there are people who need relationships and you often people yes. find people who stay in relationships because they need the other person not because they want to be there and i think sometimes it's one of it's one of the biggest it's one of the biggest it's possibly a very strange gift but having a period of time on your own i found useful when i was you know between wives because actually what i found was that the person I wanted to settle down with was the one I wanted to have, not the one I needed to have. And I think a lot yeah. of people go into relationships because they need them. We think we should. We think we should have relationship. We think we're defined by our relationships. You know, we think, oh well, you know, this other person's going out six nights a week and having a lovely time, and you know, you know, we've got bed eyes or whatever the phrase is. You know, it's like we're missing out. But actually, if you're more self-sufficient and you don't need that, then that's fine as well, isn't it? We don't I mean, have to I, be I think defined it's by our relationships, do we? You, we definitely do. I mean, I think in my case, you know, I, I function better. I functioned better in some ways when I was married because I got some motivation to do things, which I don't have lots of motivation things, go on holiday and travel and things like that, which I, 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 I lack somewhat, I think, in, in myself without somebody to do things with and do things for. And, you know, I, it's the stuff that I miss is just watching a television program with somebody and, yeah. you know, those sort of things and those sort of events. And, and when I've had a tough day at work, having somebody to offload, you know, yeah. I always find that difficult. But, yeah, I don't think everybody should be defined by that. I'm sort of quite, you know, in a sense happy in my, at my own my own place but i think it's just i think it's just interesting for us you know um you know the it's a big hurdle to get over for me to think about who would want to have a relationship with with me as a trans woman and that yes. extra um yeah but it, yeah it'd be interesting to um be interesting to hear if people comment on the pod or have got any thoughts about because mm. um I hope you know. Since my experience isn't typical, I hope I hope more trans women do have a more yes. fulfilled relationships post transition. Yeah. One thing I did, I, the one thing I would say post transition as well is is I'm um, socially certainly initially um, friendships and female friendships were so much closer than I ever had previously. You know, we, we yeah. would share everything, and that I found really interesting. Yes. Uh, so those and sort that, of relations, those friendship relationships, yes. have been so much stronger. And, and and that and sometimes is the most important thing because you have sort of friendship relationships, you have romantic yeah. relationships, and the sex. And actually, getting sex is quite easy um, if you want to, if you know where yeah, to look, if you know and you're interested <laughs> in that sort of thing. It's pretty easy to get it whenever you want it. And then you have the romantic relationship. That's that is tricky. But then the friendship thing is really nice. And if you can surround yourself with a group of social people who who know 
who know you and just accept you as you are. And sometimes that's the most important thing. But of course, people come and go, don't they? Because of course, people themselves go in and out relationships mm-hmm. and and people will say, you know, once, you know, you'll meet someone who's single and you'll chat away and just friendly and such like, and then somehow they might end up in a relationship and they vanish. But that happens in life to all people. Our focus changes yeah. from time to time. And I think the skill here is is almost just spending a lot of time making sure there's enough people in your life and some people will, you know, I remember someone saying this to me, there'll be some people in your life who are there for the next five minutes. There are some people in life who are there for the next six months. There are some people there who are going to be there for a few years. And there's going to be some people in your life who are there till the day you die. And it's that, it's having that blend, isn't it? It's having those people. It and is, sometimes and consciously going out to find them is the key. I mean, I've never been, I've never been good at doing that. But I've had some people and friends that have been so unbelievably kind to me over the last last few years i know one of them's listening to this podcast because he keeps talking about it in meetings at work that i go to you know who you are and these people have been extraordinarily kind to me and those friendships have you know have helped me survive in a sense Uh, and i'll be forever grateful grateful for that but you know that i think going and finding friendships as a trans person when you're isolated though is difficult socializing is difficult um for all of us and i think um um you know, um, finding finding your community, whether it be that online or be that in in, in social groups that you can go to. Um, and I know you go visit a couple of groups, don't you, socially? Well, a, Jill, a, is that co- right? a couple of people have um, spoken to me about this, and um, and the first thing is that you, you can reach, you can go into your own community, so you can you can find other trans people, whether trans mask or trans femme, doesn't really matter. You can go and find those communities, and and. And the thing is, it's really interesting. It doesn't mean you're going to be friends with them because no. the only thing you have in common is being trans. And so the advice I was given is you find people who have your interests. And yeah. I thought that was quite interesting because actually what I found what I found fascinating is, is, is going to groups where I have interests and have been accepted because of the interest. So yes. now suddenly you've got groups which accept you because you're trans and everybody's trans. And then you've got groups that will accept you because of your interest, irrespective. And, you know, I bumped into people in these uh, interest groups who are anti-trans until right. until they meet a trans person, because it's that isn't classic it, thing isn't about, Isn't it always you know, a way? Isn't, it isn't it always the way? And then they suddenly go, well, but you're quite normal. I mean, you know, you're, normal as far you're one as of the normal good trans. goes. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, the, the trans thing is sort of just a thing, isn't it? And I, I say, yeah, I mean, I live my life. I happen to be trans. You know, yeah. you know that doesn't define who I am. It defines no. my gender. And I think a lot of people build an unhealthy relationship with their transness, where it actually defines them. Yes. to the extent that they can't do anything else. And actually the whole process of transition becomes the end in itself. And then people come to the end of that tra- process and they have no relationships. They don't have money. They don't have work. They don't, and, and they've lost some of those things. And I think, you know, you've always had a job and such like, and that's so important, isn't it? Because then you have money, then you have housing and such like. I think, you I can think build friendships key. after that, can't you? I think that's so key. And that, I mean, I'm always terrified about losing my job because I always worry about how easy it is. And it is difficult to get work as a trans yeah. person. You know, we've got, we've seen that. But no, I think that's, yeah, you're absolutely right. I, 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 you know, look, we're, we've agreed too much in this podcast. We'll have to find one where we, we disagree a bit more. But, um, <laughs> subject where we Trans people more, should but, be assessed. No, no, <laughs> I know how to get you to, going. <laughs> yeah, yeah, the certificate. But, um, but, but no, yeah. Um, yeah, I just think it's something that's not talked about uh, talked about much when we talk about trans. It's all the the practical things that are there, but emotionally, 
and, and relationships and things and uh you know and accepting that you know i had to accept i wasn't going to have a family of my own yeah. um now actually i think now there's, there's some advice and people can get can freeze sperm yeah. and things like that and, yeah. um, but that wasn't offered that wasn't available no. so you know i accepted i wasn't likely ever to have a, a family of my own and that was hard to hard to do because i'd have loved to have a family so yeah um yeah once you accept once you know accepting that path forward was i think important to me yes and but, i think um, and i think you're right i think the opportunity to have kids later on that because of i think it's gamete isn't it gamete um something like freezing, that, something yeah, like that. i can't really pr- pronounce the word properly but it's that idea and it's something you think about you need to think about as part of a transition isn't it and especially if you're much younger it's the opportunity still to do it so those yeah. kids are well gone for me but um but you know i think it's i think it's it's quite interesting and the thing i find if you've got a social life based around your partner that's really interesting because suddenly you find yourself on your own so i don't think people yeah. it's 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 my supposition that people don't think enough about relationships before they transition they don't build those groups they don't build those interests because they they become overly they become overly obsessed with that's, the process i think that's, i think that's probably right Albeit, I'd say it's not always easy to build. I mean, no. I, you know, socially, I'm awkward and shy and not very good at doing that. I've, I've had great friendships and do have great fr- people and great, great friendships, but that's not been, I've never everything consciously done or not through met through work and stuff and just got to know people. So, um, yeah, I, I don't know how you do that. I don't know how you go out and build a, build a network. Um, it's not something I'd be good at. So. And you know the fact that you're telling yourself that is confirmation bias. Is you're gonna just look for the egg? No, it's all confirmation bias. Yeah, it's all everything in my brain is is, is just really performing my own neuroses. I mean, that's the whole thing, isn't it? I, I'm acutely aware that, you know, if I if I say that I'm not going to relationship enough, of course I'm not going to. No. Right. But, so yeah. But the thing the thing for me is that I really and I really have found this to be to be the most important thing. I I have found my own experiences those relationships who are just people who accept you whether male female whatever trans or not they're the key things because the sex is easy to find if you want it those relationships are just beautiful and they're the things where you just accept it as you are people accept you into their lives and do what they need to do with you and that's great you offer something you get something in return the the emotional thing the romantic thing you know I'd rather go on a cruise ship for a week with a friend than actually settle down with a partner and you know go be all dewy-eyed and you know that sort of stuff because because actually because what what's that about? I mean, I've reached a stage where I don't think I'm interested in that stuff anymore. You know, so. Uh, but <laughs> if I was 21 Maybe. Maybe. and I was going through this, I would be interested in a romantic relationship either because yeah. of the family or all of those other things, and and that's different, isn't it? And I think you never you never jail till it hits you, I guess. But, yeah, I mean, I well, know what you mean. I met a fantastic person a couple of weeks ago who'd gone through a, a transition and they were very early 40s and they were absolutely stunning, completely blended in and all the tra- all the surgeries and things. I think I mentioned them on the on the healthcare thing and they were settling in, they had a boyfriend and just living yeah. life. And that's all it said. And what she that's said was actually telling. She said since she transitioned and blended in, that she had more trouble from women than she ever had from anybody else because now they were worried. They're worried that actually, when she'd been a trans woman, it was obvious she was, and then now she's no longer identified as trans as a trans woman. She completely blended in. Suddenly, she'd become a threat. <laughs> imagine that. I like yes. the idea of being a femme fatale. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. 
I don't know who I could ever that, threaten. I was going to say way, standing but... under a lamppost with. Well, I think that's maybe the wrong image you're going for. Yeah, I, <laughs> yeah. Thankfully, with my fantasia, if I may have just, thought, I can't picture that, Jill. So no, that's a that's a very good thing. <laughs> well, all things relationships. So let's let's summarize where we are. First, of, wherever you find yourself is okay, and the and the very 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 most important thing is just to accept yourself. And the more you accept yeah, yourself, absolutely. the more a relationship's likely to happen. But I do think. Yeah. And I do think actually having a bit of a plan and and starting the relationship thing early is really key. And remembering that our interests are the greatest things. And so for some people, their interest is work. And, you know, that that's fine as well. I mean, you work a lot and you work very hard. So you're probably mm. more interested in work than you think. I have an interesting job. And uh, and as yeah. I say, I have the trade union movement as well. So I was also part into two movements and I'm yeah. meeting lots of people going to conferences. Yeah, I def definitely is the okay. case. So I, I'm privileged in that respect to have a wide circle of people I work with and, and acquainted to. So, um, which I always think makes it weird when I talk and I've talked about it work for being lonely when I see so many people on a daily basis, you know, that seems strange thing to say, but I guess it's what happens when it's two o'clock in the morning and you can't sleep. I think, yes. you know, and 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 that can happen to any person, any gender, any time. And it's not yeah. a trans thing, is it? It's just it's just a thing that afflicts lots of different people. Yeah, I think so. I think it's yeah. yeah. Human and so, condition. And so if you have that condition, it's not because you're trans, it's because of something else. So it's yeah, human beings. That's, that's a, yeah, it is about being it's a human existence. And, and let's and let's end on a positive. You know, there's tons of stuff out there. There's tons of opportunity out there. There's tons of um, people out there who support us, and there are tons of people out there who, um, you know, especially with Pride season coming up. You know, yes. it's probably a more difficult Pride season than other times in the year, but there's still a Pride season. There's still an opportunity to no, it's definitely um, you know get out there and shake your booty. June is definitely the best month. Pride is about celebration as well as protest. Pride is yeah. Um, yeah, I think right. it's definitely a good month, plenty of stuff going on. Um, yeah. So we'll make the most of that, definitely. Yeah, let's do it. So are you going to the Stoke Pride? Um, I'm going to try. I've, um, people are hearing this. I, I, I'm going to try. I struggle a bit, but we have a great Pride event in Stoke. So, um, you well, know, I want you, um, I tell you what, then you can bring live interviews from the Stoke Pride. You'll be able to go out there and say, I'm the roving reporter, Jenny here from Transvox. <laughs> Would you like to say a few words? I could see myself. Audience? I could see myself. I could see myself doing that, but um, don't hold me to it. That's all, Jill. I think you need a t-shirt. Uh, Have a t-shirt. <laughs> Just Time for merch. I don't think I'll go down well at Pride, sticking a microphone in front of people, uh, random people, and trying to interview them for the pod. But you know, it's a thought. It's a thought. I can say that's that classic. It's a thought. That means yeah. it's never going to happen. That's it. <laughs> classic well, okay. British understatement. Well, I'll tell you what we'll do. We'll get our glad rags on sometime and we'll head out to the, the park, the tour club. I'm, 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 talk, I'm talking about the, the Starbucks club because, you know, I'm asleep at that past eight. So, uh, Fair enough. <laughs> <laughs> See you next week. See you all. Thanks. Bye. Thanks for listening to this episode of Transvox. It's been a joy to have you with us. Um, if you want to um, make contact with us, you can contact us at gillian at transvox.co.uk. And if you'd like to support the work we do, please go to Patreon and go to page Transvox. And all of our money goes to our nominated charity. And Jen, you've chosen the charity for the next number of episodes. Which one have you chosen? Our charity is called Beyond Reflections. 
which is a charity that provides support and counselling to trans people, non-binary people and their friends and their families across the UK. An amazing charity doing some amazing work, really important. So please, if you can give. Great. And if you want to go and have a look at Beyond Reflections, it's beyond-reflections.org.uk. And uh, But as I say, if you'd like to make a contribution to what we're doing, because we love to help the people who help us. Uh, again, if you've got ideas for um, the show, things you'd like to ask us, questions, comments, applause, or um, brickbats, feel free to send it all Absolutely. in to Gillian at transvox.co.uk. Until the next time, goodbye. Bye-bye.